Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. If you want great tenants, you better go to where the jobs are. And picking markets is crucial to your real estate success. We're going to talk about that today and share with you some really creative stuff going on in one of our favorite markets. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio network. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Hi, this is Bob Helms. They call me the godfather of real estate, mostly because I've been investing longer than the average Joe, since 1957 to be exact. Back when I started out, investing was pretty simple. Even so, I made more than my fair share of mistakes. And I can't imagine getting into this game today without some help. That's why I'm inviting you to check out the Real Estate Guys Investor Mentoring Club. There are three locations to choose from. Silicon Valley, Los Angeles, and Dallas, Texas. To find out when and where, just send an email to guys at realestateguysradio.com or use the feedback page on the website at realestateguysradio.com. Tell them the Godfather sent you. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Thanks for tuning in. We've got a great topic this week. We're going to talk about markets and jobs and tenants and fun stuff. But first, let's meet the guys, co-host financial strategist, Russell Gray. Hey, Robert. Hey there. And uh, back with us, the man we call the godfather of real estate. He's been investing in real estate in seven different decades, Bob Helms. Always fun to be here with you guys. Seems like I haven't been in the studio in a while. Well, you know, it's uh, we're out and traveling and doing all kinds of shows in all kinds of places. And uh, we are going to talk to about one of our favorite markets because one of the basic premises of buy and hold real estate is your income stream is dependent upon the durability of the rent. It's great that you have a tenant today when you close escrow, but what's way more important if you're going to be a buy and hold long-term investor is that you know that when this tenant leaves, there's another one behind him and another one behind them, and there's always going to be durability uh, in your income stream. And so it's easy today to get sidetracked by all the amazing deals, right? There are low price deals. There are distressed deals. There are below replacement cost properties, but you've got to look closely at the market. There are some distressed markets in the U.S. right now that I wouldn't touch because I know that long-term, I'm going to have a real challenge continuing to find tenants, whether that's commercial property, residential property. So you got to look closely at where are your tenants coming from. Yeah, you know, I see a lot of people who are holding themselves out to be self-professed experts. Been in this game a long time. I've had a blog, you know, for at least four months. I really know the business. Yeah. It's amazing. I was looking at some stuff this week from people trying to get you to look at their stuff and they've got things to talk about. And some of the places they're talking about almost don't exist. They're just amazingly slow. Yeah. Well, so I'm not saying you can't make money in, in a market with the, a population of 5,000 people. It's just, that's not the kind of market where you're going to have a high consistent demand. And that's what I want as an investment property owner. I think it's really a matter of just understanding what creates value in income property. You know, you're buying income property because you want the income. That's what investors are buying. And so low price doesn't necessarily mean good income or good future potential. And, and you know, to your point, Robert, it's all about the income. The more income, the more value. And so when you can create a scenario where you've got a good stream of income, a good solid job base, you've got incomes hopefully that are increasing and then some other supply demand imbalance or something that's going to give you an opportunity to be full most of the time and keep your expenses low with the caliber and quality of the tenant the neighborhood i mean there's a lot of factors because if you just go low price only i mean pick anything i mean is it a good deal to buy a car that's a piece of junk 
No. Well, but it's cheaper than the car that's nice. Well, yes, but you've got your maintenance costs. You've got all these other factors that come in that really impact your net profit. And that's what you're investing for is net operating profit at the end of the day. One of my favorite quotes from Brian Tracy is, the pain of low quality always outlasts the pleasure of low price. And it's true. If you get into a deal because it looks great today on paper with the pro forma rents that the agent put down or the person that happens to be living in the property today, you got to look further than that. I see a lot of investors not looking any further than that. They, they don't think about the fact that it's going to be vacant. And then where's the tenant coming from? Or some of these one-story towns where all of the economic viability in the marketplace comes from one job or one industry, one employer. Well, that's fine as long as everything's roses. But as soon as that employer decides to move to India or to Cleveland, now what? Now all the jobs and therefore all the tenant base goes with it and you're set with an empty place. I mean, we were looking at property this week that has been empty for four and a half years. If I'm the owner of that property, ouch. <laughs> I mean, four and a half years because of at the time, what they this is a commercial property. When they bought this property, they had a long-term tenant, a five-year lease with two five-year options. But after five years, the tenant moved, and they could not find another tenant. Still haven't found another tenant. It's been four and a half years. So in residential property, you probably have a little better chance of getting a tenant. If, if the worst came to worst and I had to lower my rent to get somebody in, I could do that. But why do that if instead you can focus on markets that not only have good job base but sustainable jobs, so there's going to be, continue to be employment, and turnover sometimes. If you know that there's more jobs coming in and more people coming in, that can be a great indicator that this is a vibrant market. Right. I think it really speaks to this point of context. You know, One of the things that we learned coming through this great recession is that you better see the big picture. And, you know, you look, I mean, obviously, as we move from being local investors to interstate investors to international investors, one of the things we had to learn how to do was look at the big picture. We go into, you know, foreign market, and we need to understand the legal system. We need to understand the financial system. We need to understand the culture and the, and the way they do business and what's normal and what's not normal and what's vibrant, you know. And, and a lot of times, the first time you step outside of whatever market you're familiar with, it's like going into a foreign country. I mean, even just the difference in the way things are done in the state and how they approach creating an environment to create jobs or an environment that discourages jobs. Weather, I mean, there's a lot of things that a lot of people think about, okay, this fits real estate, but there's some other things that you don't always think about that impact your real estate as well. So I think the, the point is, is that it's not just a pretty picture of a property and numbers that look good on a piece of paper. It's the context of where that property is and what are the most important factors that are going to affect your stream of income, which is the value of the property. So you probably heard us say this before if you've listened to our show, but we believe that you start with your personal investment philosophy. That is the first thing you have to get straight. Who are you as an investor? What are your resources? What are you trying to accomplish? Then you have to find a market. And you've got to look at markets to decide what are the markets that make sense to you in terms of the product type you're looking at. If I'm buying industrial warehouses, there's a handful of markets that might make sense. If I'm buying resort property, whole different set, set of marketplaces. So then I, I've got my market figured out. Once I know the market, now I've got to get a team in place. I've got to find great help in terms of brokerage. I've got to find a property manager, uh, maybe local legal help. Uh, and I've got to put my team together. Once I have my team, then I go look for the property that makes sense given all of that. Unfortunately, what most people start with, 
is the property. They get up that flyer with that pretty picture and those numbers and go, wow, look at this cash on cash return. It's 12%. I should buy this. They've never been to the market. They're not even sure where it is. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you look at the classic, what went on was the people in New York and California that had these highly appreciated properties and they would go into Phoenix or Miami or Las Vegas and they'd say, wow, this house, if it were in California, would be worth X. Right. Well, hello, it's not in California. <laughs> you know, what's it worth in Las Vegas? Where it really is and what's going on there you know and again we learned that you have to look at pictures even bigger than what's going on in the city or the town there's a lot of factors that come into play but that's where your team can really help you too and it's that's why we really encourage you to look at a lot of different markets because then you can really do the compared to what and we've been having a lot of fun visiting a lot of different markets lately we have and that's so you can hear more of that uh, this year for sure we're uh, looking at the markets where these kind of numbers do make sense today we're going to talk about uh, one of our favorite markets it's actually just not a particular market it's a big place it's probably the biggest place for job growth in the United States of America and that is the uh, fabulous state of Texas our guest is a gentleman that's been on the show before and uh, has talk to us about some different Texas markets. And it's been really interesting to watch his business evolve because what he's doing today fits very much with what's happening as the market has shifted. And uh, it's not the first thing that he started out doing, um, but it, it really is an interesting story. So uh, let's introduce you to Ron Black. He's with Texas Investor Homes. Ron, welcome back to the program. Great to be here today again with the real estate guys. Yes, indeed. Nice to have you. Now, we had you on the show. I think this is your third time on the show. The first time we had you on the show, a few years back, you were doing a really interesting thing. And, and I want to tell the, the story because I think it shows kind of an evolution of you as a business person, but also as the market is changed you've changed the first thing that you brought to us was this concept of leasing back a builder's model homes can you talk about that sure model home leasebacks have been around for a number of years they weren't really popular with small investors they've been popular in the commercial side of the real estate industry but as that evolved small private investors uh, needed an opportunity to get involved with lower cash so we created the model home leaseback program to provide investors with a guaranteed type of rent program uh, through through and supported by the builders in various communities around Texas. And this makes sense, right? If I'm the builder, rather than carry that model home or three or four model homes on my balance sheet, why not sell that to somebody, lease it back so I have use of it as a model, and as the investor, hey, I know for a year or a couple years I've got a a great tenant who's going to take great care of it. In fact, if anything goes wrong, they sure know how to fix it, right? And then ultimately I end up with the model home, which usually is the nicest home in in the track. But a funny thing happened in the marketplace. First of all, fewer builders are able to get the type of construction financing that allows them to build spec homes or model homes. And so with that change, uh, what you you did is you took advantage of that in, in the fact that you had clients who were these small builders. They had now difficulty getting their financing, and so you shifted gears a little bit, and that's been a really popular program. Yeah, through our network of builders uh, whom we would purchase the model home leasebacks from came the opportunity to actually uh, finance some of their uh, smaller single-family and small multifamily home projects, uh, created an opportunity for small investors to provide private loans uh, to these builders to build small homes at a great return. Uh, for a period of time that the banks had stepped out of the picture, uh, they have the opportunity to reap some substantial profits. Yeah, and this is really interesting because what you've you've got is you've paired up a need that the builder has and a desire that the investor has to, to make a return and have it secured by real estate. And, and it really became uh, quite a win-win, so much so, in fact, that you have, I guess, more demand than you have supply. The response has been incredible, not only with investors with cash, which it only takes, believe it or not, about 77000 
thousand to finance our smallest property uh, to investors with IRA and four hundred one k money that can go up to uh, one hundred fifty thousand, two hundred thousand construction costs. Which the idea is to keep the loans the smallest amount possible for the individual investor, so that we can provide some diversity, do smaller loans, but do more of them in various markets around Texas. And how long, on average, does it take to build a house? Uh, four to six months. So this is a quick turn. And the reason that might make sense for someone who has their money in a retirement account is, of course, we're not tax advisors. But if you have your money in your IRA, it's going to be treated differently for tax purposes. It doesn't get taxed as the money goes uh, in in and out of it. It's either coming post-tax or pre-tax, depending on the kind of vehicle that you have. But you don't care whether it's the return is in four months or eight months or a year. If I'm an investor uh, who's got cash, then I may be more interested in a capital gain situation where I can put the money to work on, on a longer uh, period of time. So this has worked great for people that have retirement money. We found out that the people that have the retirement money in an IRA or 401k can actually get higher returns by providing a lump sum payout from the builder versus a investor who might be investing with cash needing month-to-month cash flow, which typically the builders pay at a little bit of a lower rate. Uh, but you can do it either way, month-to-month cash flow or lump sum. The payments are flexible. Uh, based on your tax situation. Well, that's another great point about it. If you are in a situation where you do need to have that monthly cash flow, your program provides for that, but the the return isn't quite as high as if you're willing to take it at the end. And that makes sense from the builder's point of view. The builder has to be managing that and making those payments and so forth. Much easier if as a builder, I can just take draws on the money. I'm not going to get it all at once. It's going to come over time as the property gets built. And then when the property is sold and closes, then I pay my loan off and I'm willing to pay a premium for that. So makes a makes a lot of sense. And, and it's It's a great program. We come back, we're going to talk about what the latest opportunity is that Ron's been uh, working on. It's an evolution of uh, what we just talked about, and I think you're going to find it very interesting. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Live nationwide, you're listening to the Real Estate Guys. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com. Live where you want to live, but invest where the numbers make sense. Even better, invest where you have a solid team to support you. We've been hearing great things about Memphis, Tennessee, and Terry Kerr from Mid-South Homebuyers. Since 2002, Terry and his team have been delivering turnkey rental property solutions ideal for out-of-area real estate investors. So if you're looking for affordable, trouble-free, turnkey investment property, call Terry. Use our resource hotline at 888-510-6838, extension 118. That's 888-510-6838, extension 118. Or find them in the resources area of our website at realestateguysradio.com. Hi, this is Lawrence Yuan, Chief Economist with National Association of Realtors, and you are listening to The Real Estate Guys. And welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program, the number one downloaded podcast on real estate on iTunes. We're glad that you found us however you're listening, whether it's the radio or uh, there on iTunes or in your mobile device or on our website. We're glad you're here. Our guest today is Ron Black from Texas Investor Homes, and uh, it's been fun watching uh, Ron's uh, career kind of change as the uh, market has changed. And uh, Ron, you've really done a, a good job of of being able to gauge what's happening in a market and, and change a little bit. This program became so successful that we just talked about that you've got more people wanting to make these loans than the builders can absorb because, let's face it, homes aren't selling super fast today, especially single-family homes to owner-occupants. And so you've got a new wrinkle on it that I think has uh, been been really interesting. Tell us about the evolution of your, your next uh, project, if you will. Absolutely. Our interim construction loan program for private investors has been so popular that we've actually been able to outpace a lot of the builders even in a great real estate market uh, like Texas and in San Antonio in particular uh, 
where the homes are lesser expensive, uh, but we do have a huge demand for, uh, it takes some time for the loans to go through with the banks. As we all know now, those of us who are investors and have tried to get loans, it simply takes some time. And the builder's been able to build uh, based on that demand, however, we're bringing so many interim construction loans to the table that the demand has actually uh, not kept up with the pace that we can provide the interim loans. So we have an opportunity now for uh, small investors to purchase some of these homes where we have interim construction loans from other builders, take them out of the loans, and provide tenants from the builder guaranteed for two years uh, in these communities in the San Antonio market. Yeah, well, let's talk about uh, San Antonio before we talk particularly about these uh, properties. This is uh, certainly a market we have some familiarity with, with uh, some history in San Antonio. I think uh, if you were to look out at the landscape of the United States and and uh, say you had to throw a dart at a map five years ago and pick a market five years to the, ahead to today, hard to find a market that really has been better than San Antonio. It's long-term prospects, great jobs there, great employment, military employment there. Tell us uh, about San Antonio. San Antonio has really benefited uh, primarily from the uh, base realignment and closure committee that's been going on for the past seven or eight years here around the United States. Consolidated a lot of military bases. San Antonio has been the big beneficiary of that to the tune of about an influx of twelve to 15,000 new military personnel a year being transferred into the city. Yeah, that's huge. And uh, again, if it was just a military base, that's probably not a big enough story because, as we have seen, that that can change. But there's also great – I mean, there are great Fortune 500 companies there. There's the big Toyota plant. There's all kinds of interesting, diverse jobs in San Antonio. Uh, Caterpillar, uh, IBM, uh, USAA, which is the largest government insurer in the world, their national headquarters there. And their campus there encompasses uh, probably close to 50 acres. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Plus, it's a place people go visit. I mean, remember the Alamo? People like to go there. There's the Six Flags Amusement. There's all kinds of neat things about uh, the marketplace. But uh, as a real estate investor, a long-term investor, you know, we've looked in the past for single-family and, you know, one-to-four-unit kind of opportunities, and the numbers haven't necessarily worked. But now what's happened is that you've got a builder who's building brand-new inventory where the rent numbers really do work. I think that's what's exciting for small private real estate investors is you can actually buy a new construction home, three-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath home for as low as $96,250 and have the builder guarantee the rents for at least two years. Okay, so at the price point and the rents, this works. But one of the big risks that a new investor, especially because this is great inventory for someone who's new to investing, is the durability that we talked about. Will the rent come in? So how is it that you get a builder to understand that and be willing to guarantee the rent for two years? Well, it's basically because of the demand and the location. Uh, You have close to a 98% occupancy rate in these areas in San Antonio where these homes are located. So the builder, it's not really a stretch for him to guarantee the rents. The demand is there. So then the plan is that uh, he's going to build this property, and we'll talk a little more about the properties because uh, seeing some of the pictures here, very impressed. When I saw the price point, first thing you, you sent was the price point, and I had in my mind what that was going to look like. And then when you sent the picture, I'm like, is this the same right up the same property? These are nice-looking properties and uh, in, in nice areas and close to the, to the rents and so forth. Uh, but the idea is that the builder's going to build it, get the certificate to, of occupancy, be able to transfer uh, the sale to you, and then whether or not the tenant has moved in yet, you're going to be collecting rent from day one. Yeah, it's very unusual in any property, whether it's a, a pre-owned home or a new construction home, to be able to receive rent from day one. 
uh, if you finance the property, your payment's probably not due for at least 60 days. So you'll actually have two months rent in your pocket before your first payment is even due. Yeah, that's huge. And of course, then the builder has an incentive to uh, get it leased up and they will do that because as you say, it's a strong market. And then uh, the other thing you've done is you've set it up so that the property management and the lease up and all of that is included for the first two years. One of the great things about the uh, cash on cash return that we're able to establish with these properties is the fact that there absolutely is no property management fees for at least two years during this time period. And that can be huge. Uh, Property management fees, as many of your listeners know, probably up to 10%. Uh, a month and then the first month's leasing fee as well when they turn over a tenant. You don't have any of those expenses throughout the term of at least the first two years. And then at the end of the the two years, the builder guarantees that you'll have the property fully occupied for you to take over and acquire those tenants uh, and manage them yourself or have a independent property management service manage it for you. So looking at these properties specifically, uh, you've got the single unit properties that are in the low 120s. And so that the rents there are, you know, anywhere from uh, 1000 to $1,150. And we're talking about, uh, again, a nice property with, uh, we'll talk about the rent package in a minute, but in the right areas for the, for the rent. Of course, this is what you'd have to verify if you were interested in, in something like this. But if I look at uh, the down payments, probably 20% down payment. And then even with property taxes being a little higher in Texas and other uh, locales, you're still getting a very nice cash on cash return. I mean, if we look at these these numbers, it's, it's uh, you know, 17, 18% cash on cash return or better. For investors that are, are qualified, highly qualified, you can still get loans for 20% down payment. And that makes the leverage and the cash on cash return work. And we're still seeing rates as of today, five, five and a quarter percent uh, for good real estate investors. Property taxes, as everybody knows, are a little bit more expensive in Texas, but to offset that also are rents. These are 1,250 square foot, three bedroom, two and a half bath homes that bring in rents as high as 1150 to 1195 a month. Right. And part of that is because of the strategic location. I know that one of the developments, and there's several de- developments uh, that the builders are, and, and again, Ron's not a builder. What he does is he finds solutions for builders. And, and one of the challenges that this particular builder has had is that they um, have this, this availability of construction financing through Ron's program but they can't sell the properties fast enough. And what surprised me about this is that the majority of these, even though there are some duplexes and fourplexes, they're being sold to owner-occupants. Yeah, about 70 75% of the homes in these communities are being sold to owner-occupants. Uh, investors uh, make up the balance of those, and truth is the investors could probably make up almost 100% because the uh, d- the rental demand is there. Well, and that's the big thing, right? The rental demand's there today, and if you look at that marketplace, there's an excellent chance the rental demand will be there tomorrow. And that's what I'm looking for. You know, I'm looking for a market where there is a diversity of inventory and there's a diversity of economics and jobs and tenant base because at this this is not the bottom of the rent market at all in San Antonio, right? The, the there's a lot lower rents in lesser areas. But this seems like uh, that the numbers work really well. And you've got uh, the, some of the things like the the nearby hospital and the military base where you've got this sustainable built-in tenant base. Every day there in the sales center in these communities, they have six to eight people that walk in and want to know if they rent any of their homes. And until they can actually sell that home to an investor for rental, uh, those people go somewhere else. So there is a huge demand and the turnover with twelve to 15,000 just military and all the additional industry that's very vibrant that supports the military and supports Caterpillar and IBM makes for a very robust rental market. 
Now, are you seeing that uh, even though it's a guaranteed uh, rent program, the, the rents that are being guaranteed, how close are those to market rents? They are the actual market rents, easily verifiable. In San Antonio, new construction in these locations, the rental goes from 900 to 1195 typically for this size home. So these are the actual market rents that you will see even after the builder's guaranteed ends after two years. See, that's a critical thing to find out in any market where you see this, because this obviously this isn't the first builder to figure out, hey, if I can lessen the risk to the investor by guaranteeing the rent for a year or two, then that's going to make sense. And why not guarantee it at some inflated rate because it seems like a better investment. In this case, that's not what you want. You don't want the first two years to be a great return and then and then to be negative, right? You want to make sure that the rents are, in fact, what the, the local market uh, can, can continue to provide. Correct. And the builder will actually provide a completely rent-ready home for the investor. It's not like they're, they're buying just a shell home. These properties have granite countertops. They have a full appliance package that includes a refrigerator, window blinds, ceiling fans. It is turnkey ready for the investor. This is crucial. This is why you need somebody who understands the investor's mindset to set up the program like this. Because builders, for the most part, especially builders that are selling 75% of their inventory to owner-occupants, aren't thinking about these things. But obviously, you come in and you go, listen, in order for an investor to be interested in this, it needs to be as turnkey as possible. So it's rental-ready and that you've got the appliance packages in there and you're not having to, after the fact, figure out if you don't live in San Antonio, how you're going to buy a refrigerator and get it there, right? And then you have to figure out, how am I going to get the, the window blinds put in and all those things? Instead, it's, it's rent ready. And better yet, it comes with a tenant. Now, since it's a, a market that's a tight rental market, the investor gets the rent from, from day one. But typically, how long does it take for the developer to get a real tenant in there? Uh, it take about 30 days on the average. Um, they have a waiting list that may actually be less than that, depending on if the tenant or the potential tenant has a lease with another uh, landlord, but typically it's about 30 days. And here's what I like about the two-year guarantee. Not only from the investor side, it's pretty obvious, but from the builder side, the builder has an obvious incentive to get a good tenant. They're on the hook for two years, so they're not just going to throw somebody in the place. They're going to go through the process necessary to screen the tenant, make sure they're a, they're a good long-term tenant because the builder doesn't want turnover. Yeah, reducing turnover, as most of your listeners probably know, is probably the number one expense factor on a rental property. Uh, the builder wants to minimize that as well since he's on the hook for uh, releasing the, the property and making sure that he has a good tenant in there that actually pays so he can offset his cost when he pays you as the purchaser. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as long as it's a market rent situation, then this seems like a good uh, incentive that the developer can provide for relatively little cost. I mean, what the developer's doing here is taking a little bit of the risk in order for it to be an investment that makes sense from you, for you as an investor, because when you for your first year or two in a property is crucial. That's when you want to make sure it works. And after that, you're going to have enough experience with the marketplace. You're going to know what those rents are, that it makes sense. I would imagine that this is the kind of property you could hang on to for a long time, or maybe it makes a good resale property. Now, let's talk about the fact that the buildings themselves are typically duplex or fourplex, but they're individually platted. So I could just buy one, or I could buy all four. I think it's important to note that these are individually platted, but they're townhome style. It's one and two story. These are not flats. Uh, you can buy a single unit that's uh, half of a duplex. You can buy the whole duplex, uh, a fourplex. He has a flexibility of uh, separating the legal descriptions for the purposes of closing. You can buy a fourplex and just decide what to sell one or two off, or you can sell the whole fourplex. 
Okay, so let's not let this go by because this is crucial. The idea of the flexibility and how you record the legal description is huge for an investor because one of the things that investors come up against is the maximum number of Fannie Freddie loans they can have. And so that's always something we're cognizant of. As an investor who's buying single-family houses, I'm going to be limited by certainly how much down payment I can come up with, what my qualification is, and and my uh, other income. But at some point, I'm going to max out on loans. If I buy a fourplex and it's platted as one legal description, that's really only one loan. If I had uh, a dollar for every investor that said, I wish I had knew the information that you just mentioned 10 years ago, (laughs) I'd be making a lot more money because that's true. Uh, You have to maximize the number of units per loan that you possibly can under uh, Fannie Freddie guidelines currently. Right. And here's a great way to do it. And just looking at the pictures here of these fourplexes, I mean, these are nice looking units, one car garage, which is great. You know, people think, well, I want a two car garage. Here's what a two car garage does. It costs you another five to $10,000 and it doesn't get you a penny more in rent. But having a one-car garage, by the way, most tenants won't put a car in there, but they like having a one-car garage, right? Uh, but but nice finishes. Uh, I mean, the, the the floors look great. Let's talk about that. I, I look at the flooring on the and then you know if you look closely into your radio, you'll be able to see this. Uh, look at the flooring here, and uh, it's this this painted concrete, which is really attractive looking. But what people probably don't know who are tenants is it's also about the cheapest thing for you to take care of as a landlord. Yeah, stained concrete is absolutely beautiful when it's got the proper uh, sealer uh, on it. Easy to maintain. You don't have to replace the carpet, which lowers your long-term expenses down the road when you have tenant turnover. And it looks absolutely stunning. Yeah, and just looking at the kitchen cabinets, I mean, these are nice-looking units. This is not your, you know, investment-grade property. And again, obviously, with the majority of the sales going to owner-occupants, you you would expect that. But I think this is kind of a pride of ownership rental property. Stained wood cabinets, you have granite countertops, uh, you have some upper-end finishes. In addition to uh, highly durable uh, ingredients in the home, this home, the, most of these properties have very inexpensive homeowners associations that take care of the landscape maintenance and the exterior building maintenance as well, further reducing your costs. All right, we're talking about some turnkey property solutions in San Antonio, Texas with Ron Black from Texas Investor Homes. More when we come back. Also, it's time to play Real Estate Trivia, your chance to win a prize when we return. This is the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Hi, this is Peter Schiff, and you are listening to The Real Estate Guys. Most people think of life insurance as a death benefit, a big payout to the beneficiary when the insured dies. Some people think of life insurance as a savings vehicle, though it arguably isn't a very good one. But how many people think of life insurance as a cash management tool? Now that's a new paradigm. So before you think you already understand life insurance, call the professionals at Paradigm Life. They have educational resources to help you discover the living benefits of life insurance as a powerful cash management tool. Discover how to finance your own interests and essentially be your own bank. For a free report, visit BeYourBank.com or call 888-510-6838, extension 116. That's 888-510-6838, extension 116. Or visit BeYourBank.com. 
Hello, this is Robert Kiyosaki. I'm the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And if you're serious about learning how to invest in real estate, listen to the real estate guys. They really know what they're talking about. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning in today. Our guest is Ron Black, and we're talking about uh, what he's doing in San Antonio, Texas, and he's in some other Texas markets. We'll talk about that uh, when we come back. First, it's time to play Real Estate Trivia, your chance to win a prize by knowing today's Real Estate Trivia question. As soon as you hear the question and think you know the answer, then send us an email to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name, your mailing address, so we can send you your prize and your guess for the answer. The first person with the right answer wins, and then we'll take all the correct guesses for the week, have a drawing for a second winner. Each winner will get an autographed copy of Equity Happens, Building Lifelong Wealth with Real Estate, our book on real estate investing. That can be yours if you get the answer correct. Last week on The Real Estate Guys, uh, we talked about being your own bank and managing your cash, and we asked, where is the world's largest hockey stick? Of course, it was Stanley Cup playoff week, and uh, the Bruins uh, won the cup. Answer is in Eveleth, Minnesota. Yep, this monstrous hockey stick weighs five tons, and it's 110 feet long. It's been there since uh, 2002, and of course, it replaced the old largest hockey stick, which wasn't quite as big. But uh, there you go, right there in Minnesota, a place they play uh, a lot of hockey. Here's our real estate trivia question for this week. Which U.S. state is home to both the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Pro Football Hall of Fame? I I asked this question in honor of of Russ and I. He's the football guy and I'm the rock and roll guy. So what state houses the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Pro Football Hall of Fame? That should be a pretty easy one. So quickly get your guests off to us at trivia at realestateguysradio.com for an autographed copy of Equity Happens, Building Lifelong Wealth with Real Estate. That is today's real estate trivia question. Our guest is Ron Black from Texas Investor Homes, back on the Real Estate Guys show, and his program for you as a private investor to fund interim construction homes for builders has been hugely successful and uh, led to, uh, and you that in several Texas markets. It's not just San Antonio, right? Right. We uh, have opportunities in Dallas-Fort Worth, as well as uh, Austin and Houston and, of course, San Antonio. Yeah, so a lot of good Texas markets. And when we talk about jobs in Texas, it's not just in any one market. All of those markets have uh, some good, uh, stable jobs and also diversity of employment, which we like to see. And uh, I think there's a lot of of reason that uh, Texas has made sense uh, from an investor's viewpoint. And the the challenge has really been just making sure you're in the right area. We do field trips, as you know, different marketplaces. And San Antonio is one we're sure thinking about coming to. And uh, when we go into the marketplace, it's easy in driving around, figuring the areas that if, if you're with someone that knows the market, here's where you don't want to be. Here's where you do want to be. And here's why. That's some of what you have to figure out. So in this case, you've done a lot of that work uh, already, but an investor is going to want to make sure that they understand the market, what the drivers are and some of the things we've uh, we've talked about. But there's some unique angles of, uh, of the properties that uh, this particular builder or these builders that you're dealing with are, are, are selling. And, and I think that, that the interim funding was mostly for owner-occupied properties, wasn't it? Uh, sure was. Uh, occasionally, uh, the builders can't get an interim construction loan from their from their banks that they've had relationships with for years, even if they have a home that's already sold. If they've bumped up against their credit line, the bank's not going to lend them any more money, or they have a very tight construction schedule. It needs to be finished in 90 days. Sometimes it takes a bank six weeks just to get an approval to a builder for an interim construction loan. So private lenders can fund much faster, and that means ultimately more money for the builder because he can build more homes throughout the year. 
Well, it's interesting if you look from the investor's angle that you've been matching up uh, investors and many with their retirement funds into these loans that uh, what, what we loved about the program. And again, the program's still valid. It's just that at the moment, you've got a lot more investors than you have builders because of, of their delivery rate, how quickly they can get homes. Because if I'm a builder, I can't go just build homes unless I have a buyer. And so they're really metered out by how quickly the market can absorb the buyers. But So that's still a valid program. But now what you've done is you've overlaid that with a product that makes sense for investors. Some of the single-family homes that uh, your builders were building, those would make decent rentals, but the numbers, the cash-on-cash cash return wouldn't be quite as good because they were really designed to be homes for owner-occupants. These properties that we're talking about, even though a lot of them sell to owner-occupants, I think look like pretty nice rental properties. They are. They're in great areas. Uh, many of them are near hospital districts, near military bases, near major shopping. Uh, great rental demand. And also, uh, as you mentioned, uh, great cash-on-cash cash returns. Or even if you want to buy a property cash through an IRA or a 401k, uh, tremendous returns there. And many of our investors have found that they're getting better returns in these programs than they were getting in their investments uh, in the stock market. Well, Ron, let's talk about the military angle because this is kind of interesting. In fact, you were talking about uh, a couple of uh, military personnel that, uh, you know, their their thing is always that, uh, boy, I wish I wasn't just a renter my whole life. What if I had kept some of my houses? That was great stories from uh, we had a salesperson in the San Antonio market that was an ex-military, and he recruited some of his uh, friends to uh, purchase some of the homes through their VA loan. They figured out that they could buy a fourplex under their VA loan, single-family, one-to-four financing, actually live in one unit and rent out the other three, and they had some major, major cash flow as a result. Well, and they probably know their tenants. They're probably servicing with their tenants every day, right? Hey, well, you know, I got a place. Come on over and rent from me. With the rental demand as high as it is, plus the military influx uh, in and out of San Antonio, it makes for a tremendous investment for a, um, any investor, but especially for military who can take advantage of the very low, almost no down payment requirement of the VA loan. Okay, so now you're familiar with the tenant base that you typically see here, and you definitely have people. San Antonio is a big medical market, big medical infrastructure, and you mentioned being close to the hospital and some of those jobs. Then you have the military. We talked about some of the other jobs. How likely do you think it is that the tenant that I'd have for one of these units might eventually be in the position to buy the unit from me. Are these good long-term tenants only, or they might be lease option purchasers? Uh, this happens all the time. The tenant who lives in the property asks the landlord, you know, at some point if he's ever interested in selling, can they buy it? And as we all know, that a lot of these tenants have some credit issues. Uh, there's an abundance of... Uh, of credit repair services that the builder offers to these tenants as well that could actually end up uh, owning the property from you at the end. Now, the, the caveat is, remember, every market is different. And in the state of Texas, there are definitely some rules and regulations as far as what we would call a lease option. But the situation where your tenant that's just been in there for a few years, I mean, if I'm thinking this is a five-year hold for me, I might be able to lease to someone that eventually is the perfect buyer for the property. And, and that's, you know, that, that's great. They're already in the property. They're, they have motivation to stay. That could be another exit strategy. And as a real estate investor, you want multiple exit strategies. Absolutely. We don't do lease options per se here in Texas at this time, but it's fairly easy to turn a tenant in these price ranges into a buyer simply because uh, of the low price points and the truth be told, in Texas, if you have a home that's under 120000 if you have a job of about twenty five, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a year, 
uh, you can, within 12 to 18 months, repair your credit if it's damaged to the point where you can buy a home in these price ranges. Well, and then you look at the fact that you can have the individual APN numbers, and I could buy a fourplex as a rental and maybe sell off one or two as I needed to. That That's another, again, multiple exit strategy for this kind of property. One of the beauties of this uh, type program and the city that it's located in is that you can adjust the legal descriptions for the properties so that you can sell off one unit, sell it as a fourplex, sell it as a duplex, or individual units to a tenant and have the other three continue on as renters. And again, that's not something that's true everywhere. That's uh, that local knowledge that you have to have. Well, Ron Boyd, sure, uh, great catching up with you. This sounds like uh, great inventory and uh, an interesting shift in what you've been doing there at Texas Investor Homes. Uh, Ron's doing a webinar coming up, which will kind of go over some of the uh, programs that they have. You'll get to see what some of these properties look like. If you're interested in attending that webinar and learning more about the property, send us an email to sawebinar at realestateguysradio.com. That's San Antonio, S-A webinar at realestateguysradio.com. What are you going to cover on the uh, webinar, Ron? We're going to talk about this this same program, two-year guaranteed rent in these new construction homes for as low as 96250 Plenty of tenants available, low expenses, and great cash flow. All right. And uh, if you're listening later on the podcast, you missed the uh, broadcast of the show, it's all right. Uh, Ron's doing these about once a month. So don't worry about uh, that. Just send your request in and we'll make sure that he gets you the information for that. We still have uh, Ron's report on interim construction financing available as well. If that sounds like an intriguing investment to you, it sure is. I mean, we like that a bunch. And one of the neat things about that is because these are four to six month loans, you're not locking your money away for five years. If you've got, you know, a a shorter term uh, horizon for some money, or you just want to put your toe in the water and see how it goes, uh, it could be a good opportunity for you. Well, and at the at, at the moment, obviously, he's got lots of investors, but that can change too as absorption of the market uh, happens. In fact, I think probably as you're able to uh, find investors for these properties, that's probably going to uh, create more of a need for some of that interim construction financing. We have about a 30-day backlog for uh, interim construction loans, and we're also opening up additional markets in Houston as well as Dallas-Fort Worth. All right. So if you uh, would like to learn about that as well, uh, Ron's written report has been our website for some time, but if you'd like a copy of that, simply send an email to highyield at realestateguysradio.com. That's highyield at realestateguysradio.com. Or go to our website at realestateguysradio.com and uh, look for free reports, and we got lots of them there. Hey, Ron, it's been uh, great catching up with you, and uh, thanks for your time today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. When we come back, we'll talk more about uh, the importance of tenants and marketplaces and uh, your long-term vision as a real estate investor. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Real estate investment advice right in your mailbox. Sign up for the free Real Estate Guys newsletter at realestateguysradio.com. Are you ready to take your real estate investing to a whole new level? Imagine spending an entire week with like-minded investors, world-class educators, and real-world professionals. Join the Real Estate Guys for the 10th Annual Investor Summit. It's part education, part inspiration, part transformation, and a whole lot of fun. And it takes place in four different countries. Returning this year are Rich Dad Advisors Ken McElroy and Wayne Palmer, international developer Beth Clifford, attorney Mauricio Rald, and the godfather of real estate, Bob Helms. Plus, joining us for the first time, Robert and Kim Kiyosaki, live and in person. It all begins March 30th, 2012 in Orlando. 
visit realestateguysradio.com and click on the tab that says Summit to learn more. The Investor Summit always sells out, so reserve your spot today. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click Summit or call 888-GUYSRADIO to talk with our Summit Specialist. That's 888-489-7723. 888-GUYSRADIO. Spend a week with the Real Estate Guys, the Kiyosakis, and an all-star faculty on the 10th Annual Investor Summit. Hi, this is Kim Kiyosaki. I'm the author of Rich Woman, and you are listening to The Real Estate Guys. And welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Great, great stuff from Ron Black, don't you guys think? Absolutely. I, You know, the thing that I really appreciate about Ron is the creativity. You know, I just we talk all the time about how problems in the marketplaces are opportunities for entrepreneurs. And you look at a guy as we've gotten a chance to know Ron over the years and watch the way his business has evolved and just hearing the story again as he went through the interview, uh, just reminded me, you know, that really th that's what it takes to heal an economy. You know, when there's problems, it's the leadership that comes out. It's the people who say, look, I can find a way to solve this problem. What can I do to bring people together? Somebody has the right credit. Somebody has the money. Somebody has the property. Somebody has the need. How can I get in the middle and put all this together and create a business opportunity for myself? And just like two or three different things he's doing. And, you know, and he's in one of the great markets in the United States. So good for him. Well, that helps, right? When you're in a good market, that certainly helps. Yeah. The thing I like about Ron, frankly, is that he's a direct guy. Not a lot of hype. Not a lot of whiz whiz stuff. It's, it's been thought out. He's been through it all. They found out what works. Uh, I really like this new program. I yeah. really like the yeah, look of yeah, it. There's, there's so many things here because if you start with trying to figure out what the problem is and then crafting a solution to it, you're always going to be in better shape than if you're just trying to sell a product. Builders think about the home they're selling. Then they create a home and they put amenities in it. And one of the things we did in our most recent field trip is we walked through a home with a builder and he was pointing out the differences in what he does to create a home for an investor who's going to have tenants versus a homeowner. Like, for instance, it's got a garage, but it doesn't have a garage door opener. And the reason is it's it's got the, the outlet and it's the type of garage door that could have a garage door opener. But in his experience... The, the garage door opener is a pure cost. It's not going to get a penny more rent. And so unless I'm living in the house, let, let, let the tenant get the garage door opener if they want a garage door opener. So just the idea of starting with what the tenant needs. And in this case, it's an investor wants the package. They want the turnkey package. I've got a tenant. I've got property management. I've got the refrigerator and the stove and the microwave. I've got the blinds. It's completely ready to go. I don't have to do a lot to get up and running right away. That is really attractive to an investor. All those things, I think, give you confidence that this has been thought about, that this isn't the first time this builder or Ron has ever done this. In other words, this is a system that has been perfected, that works well. When I'm an investor, particularly if it's long distance, turnkey is, is the secret. And having turnkey where all the pieces are there and the team has worked together, built-in property management that I'm not even paying for. Those things are attractive. Well, this is an interesting point because a lot of times where we gravitate to personally, and Russ, you always bring this up, is putting together a deal and syndicating, let's get investors and let's go do this, which is great for a guy like you. But for the listeners, like, listen, guys, I love real estate. I can give you an hour a week, but I got a job. I got a family. I'm not getting on a plane. I'm not doing syndications. I'm not putting together PPMs. 
I just want a, a, a solution. What I don't want is a rehab house where I have to go spend every weekend building it and fixing it and painting it. I want something that I can just close on and the rent starts coming. Not saying that those other things aren't valid. For some guys, they want to roll up their sleeves. They want to create that sweat equity. They want to do the work and they want to get that return. And you can do it. We looked at a property this week, Bob, that was probably a, a property we could have bought for $65,000, maybe needs $10,000 of the work will sell for hundred grand. That's great business but not for the guy that doesn't want to get his hands dirty. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that's great about this particular marketplace, and I don't mean Texas, I don't mean San Antonio, I mean the economic environment we're in right now, is you have low interest rates, which are great. You have, the, you've got these price points where the the builders have a problem and you're able to go get usually when you're going to buy a problem property the property is the problem right and that isn't the problem sometimes it's the ownership is the problem but when the ownership is the problem that means the property has a problem because before ownership gets in trouble it's usually deferred maintenance and all this kind of stuff but when you're buying brand new product from somebody that has a problem which is there are not people lining up. There's no sense of urgency in the marketplace to buy properties. There isn't a large, long line of buyers. And what there is is a long, large line of tenants. I mean, all the raw materials are there. As an investor, I've got people who are willing to pay rent in a growing pool, no real sense of urgency to buy, which creates a problem for the builder, but an opportunity for me, low interest rates that I can lock in for the term. And the other difficult part is really what this program addresses is that the most difficult time of owning an income property are those first couple of years. You bet. Those first couple of years can be really problematic. I assume we didn't talk about it, but I'm assuming there's some type of builder warranty, right? So probably not going to have a big capital expense like a roof or a water heater or an appliance right out of the gate. Uh, little things like the concrete floors, I'm not going to be, even if I had to turn over, I'm not turning over carpeting, which is typically a very a high expense plus a fire hazard. I mean, it's just it's a safer property. So you've got that, and then I know I've got the security of the income, and even that 30, 60 day ramp up, I get a little bit of cash cushion on the front end. I mean, there's a lot of things to like about it. And the reason it's possible is because of what's going on in the economy right now, which everybody complains about. But you hear a guy like Kiyosaki saying all the time, This is my time. This is when all the opportunities come out when you know what you're doing. And so we're trying to expose our audience to as many of these great ideas as we can and some of the people so it's not just theory but it's hey i can connect the dots and actually get in on this if i choose to absolutely subtlety here i think about dealing with a builder with brand new houses is when this guy sells me the property he didn't leave town he is still here he's still doing the job he's has a big presence in this neighborhood and a very strong interest in having me be successful. Absolutely. Unless, of course, you buy the very, very last one. That uh, that rarely happens. So, all right, good stuff. If you're interested in the interim construction financing, if that sounds appealing and uh, the returns are pretty impressive, uh, you can get the free report by sending an email to highyield at realestateguysradio.com, highyield at realestateguysradio.com. If uh, these houses in San Antonio, duplexes, fourplexes, sound interesting to you, then uh, make sure you check out the webinar, No Cost to Attend Ron's Webinar, and you can get an invitation by sending an email to sawebinar 
at realestateguysradio.com at San Antonio S.A. Webinar. Hey, speaking of Robert Kiyosaki, he and his lovely wife Kim are coming with us for the 10th Annual Investors Summit at Sea. We're going to spend a week with those folks and a bunch of their advisors, plus just an all-star cast. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time. You'll never learn more in one week than you will at the Investors Summit at Sea. It's March 30th to April 7th, 2012, and it is going to rock. I can't wait to go. I've been on every one of those. They just get better and better. And it's not just the company. The environment is irreplaceable. Yeah, it's, Huge so, fun. it's so cool. And uh, we had a unique opportunity this year that we normally don't get. I had a chance to uh, go out with our uh, cruise director and her executive assistant and uh, view the ship. We got on the Carnival Dream, which is the newest, nicest, biggest ship in the Carnival uh, fleet, uh, with one of the groups of passengers. We got on and we got to tour the place for two and a half hours. And it's an extraordinary ship. Not that you go on the cruise because of the ship, but this is a really nice ship. It's the perfect facility. And uh, if you have kids, bring them along. There's lots for them to do. If uh, you have a, a spouse or a partner who's maybe not as interested in real estate investing as you are, this is a real key. There's plenty of st great stuff on the ship and, and on the ports to do, but we do what we call affectionately our trailing spouse classes, which is beginning classes on real estate and some of the concepts of real estate investing so they can kind of figure out what you're so excited about. You know, you're not only paying for the information, you're paying for the environment, and clearly the ship is part of that and just what it feels like to kind of live luxuriously for a while and be in some of the most beautiful parts of the world. Very, very motivating. If all you took away was that, it'd be great. Then you get all the networking and the time with the people and for the rest of your life you get to say you spent a week on a cruise ship and you're going to get to know Robert and Kim you're going to get to know the advisors it's not like there's going to be thousands of people I mean it, it's going to be big and we're going to and this is going to be our biggest summit ever for sure but the reality is it's it's intimate it's like being a part of a like when you're in high school you know you're part of a little community or when you go away to camp remember going away to camp when oh, you were sure. a kid you go away to camp and at the end of the week kids you didn't even know you your pen pals lifelong buddies and of course with social networking keeping the thing going is great so you've got that you've got the business networking which is really superb because these are people who are all serious players anybody that's going to plunk down five grand and spend a week you know on a cruise ship uh, to study real estate those aren't your casual observers these are your your players these are guys that are serious and even if they haven't started I mean sometimes we get people say oh well you know I'm just getting started is there something for me Absolutely. I mean, if you're a beginner, the more time you can spend with serious people, the better, right? I mean, you want to learn to speak a foreign language. They say the best thing you could do is go live in the country that speaks the language. It's how you learned your native language, and it's really the best way to learn. To spend a week speaking real estate with some of the biggest real estate brains in the world... I mean, how much faster could you ramp up your education if you're brand new? So whether you're brand new, whether you're super experienced, whether you're the spouse of someone who's making you listen to this. My husband makes me listen to this as I'm driving around, you know. What torture. What torture. Yeah, But come check it out. You can have a great time. We're not here to tell you it's a vacation because we work super hard. But man, uh, nobody has ever in nine years told us it wasn't absolutely worth the time and the money. Just a quick viewpoint. I got to teach some of those classes to that spouse who was the trailing spouse. I've had emails from them since coming back from the cruise thanking me for the help I gave them and the understanding what their husband's involved is or their wife is involved in with this group. I have just one question for you. Why aren't you signed up for the Investor Summit at Sea? Go to realestateguysradio.com and click Summit and you can learn all about it. Hey, next week on the Real Estate Guys, we're going to be talking about the apartment market. What's going on in apartments? We've got a uh, CCIM. 
If you don't know what that means, you're going to learn next week. And uh, he's going to talk about the apartment market, one of the strongest sectors in real estate right now because lots of folks are renting and there's probably more renters on the way. Thanks to our sponsors for making the show possible. You can find them on our website under resources. A big thanks to our engineering team for making the show possible. Mostly thanks to you, our listeners, for making us the top real estate show on iTunes. Until next week, go make some equity happen. This episode of the Real Estate Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Paradigm Life. Powerful cash management strategies using life insurance. Learn more at BeYourBank.com. Mid-South Home Buyers, low-cost, turnkey cash flow properties in Memphis, Tennessee. Texas Investor Homes, discover high-yield, low-risk, double-digit cash on cash returns through interim construction funding. Hassle-free cash flow investing, creating cash flow opportunities for real estate investors with brand new single-family homes in Dallas, Texas. Corporate Direct, asset protection strategies for real estate investors from attorney and rich dad advisor Garrett Sutton. Find these and other great companies under the resources tab at realestateguysradio.com. To learn how you can expose your product or service to the Real Estate Guys audience, call 888-489-7723, extension 4. That's 888-489-7723, extension 4. Or use the feedback page at realestateguysradio.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on the Real Estate Guys Radio Show.